0: Hi, I'm Sarah and I'm Sarah and this is no sir no ma'am a weekly podcast where we drag our timelines for being trash if you want to get in touch with us you can hit us up on Twitter at podcast or through our email at no at ma'am at disclaimers for today I am whispering because everybody in my house is asleep slash not moving and I don't want to attract any attention so that we don't get any noise so
1: I will be whisper talking for this entirety of this episode okay great um, my disclaimer is uh, oh remember last week when we had <sighs> exceptionally good audio Yeah no we' we're, we're back to the struggle oh, this week well, I brought my laptop back from oh, the dead okay. Well that's good I mean that's but a good thing. it's making. So much noise, (laughs) it's so noisy, I don't know what to do. It's okay, you know, I mean you guys are used to it, so so
0: to consider episode 12 like a gift from us to you, and now we're back to our regular schedule. Exactly. Okay, so I don't know, I guess we should just get right into it. This week is kind of depressing. Um, it kind of is. Yeah, so here goes nothing um do you uh, I don't even know what to start with do you want to start with the the less heavy or the more heavy
1: and like get progressively the, let's let's um let's start with the heavier topic so we can just like get it out of the way um yeah and try to move on to more positive well not to forget that but <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's just get it out of the way
0: okay great so, uh, this week, BuzzFeed um, posted a very long piece about a Sudanese woman who, um, or a Sudanese family, rather, I guess, who left Sudan. They're, they're originally, I and mean, their family is communist, and so they fled Sudan, <clears throat> I think, and then came to the UK, and they raised three kids in the UK, three boys, and then at some point... Um, the woman's husband left, so the father of the family mm-hmm. left them and went back to Sudan. So she was forced to raise these three boys by herself, and um, <clears throat> the oldest, I guess, got involved with like some shady characters and ended up getting for into some kind of altercation. Exactly. After which he was sent to jail, I think for I think a ten-year sentence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, this. Affected the two other boys Particularly the middle child Because I guess he was very close to his brother mm-hmm. So um, he started um, I guess Getting involved in The Like in a specific mosque And the mosque is known for Imam Hagon being like this very Radical guy He's very like extremist So he started Bringing home these these like CDs and like listening to them and the propaganda. حقات حقات and مهم, fast forward, the mother tries to like stop it. She recognizes it because the kid is hiding these tapes. She, she finds them or like she finds him listening to it. And um, she's like and you know, she's trying to like trying to keep her son away from it. Maybe long story short, the middle child joins Daesh. And he ends up uh, she goes to Sudan to try to like get help. Mm-hmm. Because she recognizes the signs in her son, um and then while she's gone, he left Masha Suriya, I think, so then when she comes back, she's like, "Where is he?" The youngest is like, "Oh, I don't know where he is, but her neighbor tells her that <clears throat> she saw him getting into a cab and like with a with a bag so in him she is freaking out at this point. She takes her youngest Toga Sudan, and she goes to the British Embassy. This is the part I found most interesting. She goes to the British Embassy and she tells them I'm getting involved.
1: So take his passport. The older one is already in Syria and right. I'm afraid that he's going to follow his brother. Please take his passport or right. like do something.
0: Right. So the British Embassy is like, sorry, your son is 17, and as such, he's of legal age, so we can't do anything about it. We can't take his passport. <clears throat> so she goes, she hides his passport, mm-hmm. right? The son goes and to the British Embassy and claims his passport missing. Like he lost it, exactly. so they issue him a new one, which I thought was mind-boggling. Like <laughs> this understand. woman came to you and told you, "I know, fulana fulani, uh, my oldest, like the older one is fulana fulani, This one is like very susceptible to going to Syria and like doing the same thing. Please stop it. How do you issue him a new passport with no questions asked? Like I don't even understand. I just don't, I don't get it. And with him so. Uh, the kid goes through the channels uh, set up fee Sudan, which is like going through Turkey. Exactly. And he ends up going there. And he's like... I don't think he spent that much time, like maybe a couple of months with a He And she got word that he died mm-hmm. in Iraq. Right? <clears throat> yeah. Meanwhile, the middle son, who went there first, is like rising through the ranks or whatever. He's now um one of the four I think they call them the Beatles. Executioners. Yeah. Right, who are like the four executioners of Daesh. With the um, jihadi John and right. um some other those British guys prominent characters. So basically yeah. like he's now on one of the most wanted Fidaish. And this woman is completely destroyed. Like her youngest is dead. Her middle child is wanted by every single like uh, you know, agency for yeah. the and her oldest is in jail, and I'm just like the whole time I was reading it, I just the story got progressively worse. When Miskina she doesn't even she didn't even know that um, a Shafir who's just the middle one yeah. is is part of this like is
1: part of the Beatles of ISIS. Oh yeah, like, she, she didn't, didn't know. know. So. And it it was it was really heartbreaking because she was saying that oh, you know, he's a mechanical engineer. I hope he's, you know, fixing Mm -hmm. stuff or, like, not involved in the actual conflicts or whatever. And then um, the journalist who was interviewing her told her, well, are you aware that he's part of these, you know, this group of four people who are called the Beatles? And um, they carry out all the executions, and she just broke down. (sighs) Yeah, Which I mean, was very, very hard to read, by the way. Yeah, like, it just... Was, um, it was
0: heart-wrenching. Yeah, just, like, just hearing it again, like, my heart, I'm a shah. Like, it's just, it's a horrible, horrible story. But, like, even toward, even until the very end, the mom is like, you know, I heard in Nufia they escaped. Yeah. I hope he's one of them. Yeah. Meanwhile, Walada is not only part of the Beatles, but... So before he left... Um, and though I guess Khal to Canada or something. Oh, so yeah. he went to go visit her one summer and he met this girl there and whatever. And so she was very happy for him. it little bit, right? Mm-hmm. But in the he couldn't bring her. Like, immigration for whatever reason was yeah. like, no, you can't so his she his she was in Canada and he was in the UK. When he went to Syria when he went to Syria and joined Daesh, she joined him. She joined him. But before she joined him, <laughs> And he had a daughter and he named her after his mother, which I thought was like the epitome of irony. Yeah. You do all these things like um when she's talking about the <coughs> tape that he was listening to and you know, she was like discussing with him in the Alfkardi Ma Imam Gal sometimes your mother can be your enemy. Yeah. Which is like where? How? In what How? in what universe does the Islam ever say that? So anyway <clears throat> I think it's interesting that he would consider he would consider kalam zayda, mm-hmm. and yet go all the way there. We sum me we yeah. Like, I just, I find that absolutely mind-blasting.
1: I, I'm with you on <laughs> that one.
0: When I read that, because yeah. I was just like, how dare you? Yeah. How could you? You abandoned your mother. You, like,
1: disregarded everything she said. You caused your brother's death. You, yeah. You and broke yeah, your mother's yeah,
0: oh, heart.
1: And, like,
0: I can't, I, I can't even... So then after that, his uh, his first wife joins him. Yeah. And he has a son from her who he names after his youngest dead brother. Yeah. Which I just... The whole story is so Sad. heartbreaking on so many levels. Mm-hmm. But I think the most heartbreaking thing for me is people's reactions to the story. Oh, I didn't get to that. And when I say people, I mean... Sudanese people who are just so yani yeah, I mean, we have al maqdira to be so unforgiving mm-hmm. and so like think about things in a complete and utter vacuum and not consider any other factors or even just or even just basic human empathy Oh my god I'm so scared what were people's reactions like I have seen so many comments on this article with who people are like, Oh, you know, the my uh, or I blame Oh my her. god I blame the no. parents for, you know, like mm. having their kids be like exposed to this stuff or whatever, my bad and I'm just like did you read this story? How can you how in in what <laughs> like how can you blame her? How can you blame her? I'm not yeah I mean I'm not absolving parents whose kids have gone the Daesh completely of anything, but I just think it's so unrealistic and so irrational to just be like it's all her fault. But how how is it all her fault? Somebody on Twitter, like, I think, uh, I think his name is Rashid Anuro, was like commenting, in it's not just about upbringing, like environment. Your in you know surrounding environment is also a major factor in how these kids are you know, how these kids are yeah. radicalized, or how they get themselves in this situation, or whatever, and I, I mean, I completely agree, like, you can't just say, oh, yeah, it's the parents, they're, you know, and that's why, yeah, I mean, I just think it's a very, it's a very, like, closed-minded way of thinking of things, and it's very, like,
1: short sighted And and like like you said, you can't really absolve the parents from all responsibility. you can't, I agree. Because like the dad left them. Right. And it like I I'm not a boy, so I don't know what it and would I be think like. She to... even
0: she went to Sudan to or she like contacted the father to ask him for help. Like I don't the and I need your help. And I think he like completely disregarded her or something.
1: So I, I yeah, I, mean, I I can understand that maybe some part of it is, you know, missing a father figure. Some part of it is that it's really overwhelming for a single mom to take care of three boys. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, like, three black Muslim boys who are immigrants. Um, and then part of it, like you said, is environment. Because, like... Uh, <laughs> How do I say this? Like, life is hard for immigrants, man. Yeah. They, like, I, I don't know about immigration in the UK, but I feel like um, in France, because that's what I've seen firsthand, um, a lot of the Muslims, who are mainly like Moroccans and Algerians, uh, who get really radicalized, I feel like it's because they're looking for an identity. Mm -hmm. So they don't feel French because obviously they're, you know, oppressed and marginalized and they're not treated as white French people. But then when they go back to their countries, they don't feel Moroccan or Algerian because they're too Westernized or whatever. And they like, how do I say this without sounding horrible? (laughs) But I think Europeans, have had like their immigration policies were shit that's all. <laughs> like yeah. when you bring laborers like they did after the war like in the 80s or whatever and you concentrate them around cities and you don't integrate them of course you're going to create ghettos right. like that is what's going to happen so until this day these people are you know third or fourth fourth generation french or british or whatever but They live in a very close community. And it's so easy to be influenced by that kind of radical thought because you don't really know what Islam is. All you know is whatever this guy is preaching in your mosque and you feel like that is your rebellion against Europe and the white man and all of that. Like, It's hard. It's not... Don't and don't it's, it's not, not even just thing.
0: that. I mean, like, it's that plus the fact that, like, like you said, you have no knowledge or very little knowledge of Islam. Exactly. And this person presents themselves as an authority figure who tells you things like they're fact, and you have no way of, like,
1: fact-checking him. Well, you do, but you really want to, because, like, uh, Google, you... Wh- well, yeah, but, like, you're also say. just
0: longing for someone to just tell you something, and... And, like, comfort you. And if they, in the, I'm, this is your way out, huck. Yeah. At that point, why would I want to Google anything else? Because you're telling me something that's making me feel good, right? And you're telling me that
1: I can, like, Mm -hmm. redeem
0: myself or whatever. And belong, you
1: know, and be part of something bigger than yourself and all of that. Which is something you're lacking in a country where you don't feel any sense of belonging. Belonging. Right. Yeah. Right. Right.
0: And I think, I mean, honestly, like, I'm guilty of this. In the I was guilty of this in the beginning when this whole, like, issue of Daesh and the kids going to Daesh surfaced of just being like, oh, these kids, you know, they're, like, missing attention or whatever. Their parents might be in Khabarun and they just want to, like, you know, feel something or whatever or, like, these, like, overprivileged kids, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, that's such a, that's such a... A, a limited way of looking at it, and also completely. Yeah, it's, completely. It's a bit of a shortcut. Yeah, completely unrealistic. Like, you're not, I'm not considering me or other people who thought like me or still think like I did, you know, are not thinking about like all the other factors. Like, for example, the kids who come to a Sudan and you know, mm-hmm. the kids who come to who came to Sudan and left from a Sudan to go join Daesh are, in many ways, kind of the same thing that you described with yeah. immigrants in Europe, like you know Algerians and Moroccans in 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 France who yeah. are radicalized. Like you, you know, you're not part of the community there, wherever you came from, or fully part, you know, fully part of that like national community there where you came from and then you come back quote unquote home and you're still ostracized for being different for being other for whatever yeah. plus the added fact of like coming to a sudan where everybody's obsessed with like how you practice religion and how you know how you demonstrate it and like guilting you for it yeah. and so you just you end up in a place where you like want to prove yourself or you you know or you Feel all this guilt, and you want to like absolve yourself somehow, and so you get involved with these people. And these people are not dumb; like they, you know, prey on exactly this character. These people, you know, kids who are insecure or have some kind of have some kind of yeah, any weigh in for them, like emotionally. Yeah, yeah any these kids who are in the article come from a broken home, right? Yeah. And they're very, very vulnerable, and so of course they make great targets because they they want that they want that support they want that whatever and like the kids for Sudan are kind of similar where you you know you're vulnerable because you don't feel like you belong and so this group comes to you and says hey we're gonna take you in we're gonna show you how to do it we're gonna make you a great Muslim Mm -hmm. you know how you could be a really great Muslim and go to heaven you should go do this this and that and then they do it and then in, in the process they tell them all these things like I was talking to Ami about, especially about the part where your mother can be your enemy, when mm. God said that even if, ahal mm. you don't follow them, but you treat them well. Like, you know, you you are, you know what I mean? Like, you're not supposed yeah. to tell your mother that she's your enemy and then dip. Like, you're supposed to, like... Uh, m- finesse it,
1: and then name your child after,
0: and her, then like. name your child after. Like that just blew <sighs> my mind. I couldn't even conceptualize. It. Like my brain. I mean, I'd I'd, I'd
1: I'd like to understand the motive. Like, was it to maybe? I don't even know. I think, like, was it to to absolve himself yeah. from you know all the hurt he's caused her, or is it because he's just not aware of what he's done to his mother. Like I would like to know. Right. He thinks that in some
0: way he's making her proud by doing this, even if she doesn't see it. I think for me, I honestly think that it's probably um it might be either or, but the way I in- interpreted it was that he feels guilty for what he did, especially now that she's alone and he knows that she's alone. Oh well. I think this was a way to sort of like Not absolve himself, but you know, soften his guilt a little bit. Because I don't think you could ever in
1: that case.
0: I don't think you could ever absolve yourself of that. But and him, I think my final thought on this is that please don't look at these things in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. And I think we also forget that. We are as much of a big country as we are, or whatever, and, blah, blah blah Sudan all over the place. We're still very much connected. Like six degrees of separation is a lot for us. Like oh, yeah. we're more like three degrees of separation, definitely. And like, you know, what you say can have a very direct effect on somebody who's actually a lot closer to the issue than you are. And also, for people who talk so much about community and support we got to be there for our Sudanese brothers and sisters we are very quick to like judge judge point and throw fingers right throw people under the bus like we're yes. so quick my sister in law yesterday sent me a voice note of like her in the bus she lives in london and she's on the bus and this guy Sudanese guy on the bus with couldn't fit the telephone be ala بتكلم عن ودناس, some other people's child and he's like okay وما, بعرف شنو. وهناي وما ما ده واحد okay. ما also how are you so يعني, oblivious that أنت جايت في بلد and ياخو مس I just think that we should you know like we say every week do better be very passionate <laughs> about our own goddamn business <laughs> and Sweet. like yeah I and mean you think about things a little bit like think about things a little bit deeper than just ooh like (sighs) can we discuss the reasons why this happened in the first place and try to do things go through steps to like
1: remedy it or not have it not repeat itself i'm i yeah that's what i would like to know like why how does this happen how do you get into a person's head and convince them of something so ludicrous like i don't get it and i have um You know, a few of my friends um, studied in Malaysia Mm -hmm. and uh, one of the guys who studied with them, who was half Sudanese, half Egyptian, um, who was apparently like a really outgoing party kind of guy and he was good looking. So he's like modeling for a bit and all of that. Mm -hmm. And then at one point he just disappeared and nobody had any idea where the fuck he was. And then they heard that he had joined uh, Daesh. Oh, wow. And he was very... Like, he seemed very chilled about it because he still had a Facebook page and he was posting, you know, pictures from Iraq uh, and, you know, like, battlefields and pictures of him with, like, guns and stuff. And Wow. Yeah. I mean, this was about... Like maybe a year, a year and a half ago, Mm -hmm. and he has since passed away, which is really sad because he's, I'm guessing my age, if he's like my friend's age. Um, And yeah, and his mom had no idea. She was in Egypt, and she was going crazy, trying to figure out where her son had gone, and, yeah, she, like, someone told her, oh, you know, he's on Facebook and he's posting pictures from oh my Met God, and I can't even imagine. It's, uh,
0: I, I really... Oh, yeah. The other thing I wanted to say about this is I think this issue is a lot bigger than we... It's not, like, one plus one equals two at all.
1: Obviously not, and... because this happens to so many people from, mm-hmm. like a very broad spectrum. So it's not just uneducated people or you know, desperate people who have no financial means and you know, who just need I I mean it's I it's very, very
0: complex, I think. I think and I think the people, you know, who recruit are very smart in like who they target they look for a specific combination of that's things crazy because i i would was... then you know see that this person can be used in this way and like i think that's the thing like for you to to give your your own you know this very specific brand of islam and this very specific brand of like how to you know raise the muslim ummah and whatever Mm-hmm. You need someone who is not very well versed in Islam first of all. Yeah. And secondly, you need someone with almost zero critical thinking ability.
1: That's that's because
0: scary. you know, if you have if you have a general idea and somebody tells you, "Oh, we're going to go, you know, kill these people or whatever or yeah, aywa, nanohon, you know, yeah, whatever, they're not That's the first one to be like, "Wait, what?" hold on yeah. um, but didn't God say you know what I mean yeah. Like, if you don't have any critical thinking you just take it as fact and the fact that when something is presented to you in such a definite way with like no like an unwavering way you, I think if you are someone who doesn't have any background mind and doesn't have critical thinking you're more likely to be like oh this person sounds so sure about what they're saying it must be true yeah and add, add that to the fact that we are taught that, you know, you should not question anything to do with religion. You shouldn't, you shouldn't ever question someone's, you know, uh, what, what someone tells you about Islam. Because yeah. that means in Yeah. Even if you think true. it's wrong, even if this person makes no sense to you, yeah. you should not question it because that's a reflection on you and your, belief and not the other persons right and especially people who present themselves as you or whatever or people who are Mm you know you you're just taught to just shut up and take it and so that adds to it like even if you do have questions you're kind of afraid to because you think, oh, it must be that I don't know. It It, it isn't that this person is wrong when yeah, this doesn't true. sound right. It's just an ama'arfa,
1: you know? It's really interesting because I was watching a documentary um, the other day and it was in Pakistan and they were kind of talking about um, how, like, the imams and the, like, really prominent religious leaders were, like, Part of or connected to Taliban and all of that, what they do is Mm -hmm. they build um, religious schools um, and they give the students a roof and meals. So obviously, they're attracting a very um, vulnerable population. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is how they recruit because, like, they're literally feeding you and giving you a roof over your head. Exactly. They're feeding you, they're giving you clothes, you have a roof over your head. So obviously, you're going to be more malleable. Right. I may say. But this new ISIS recruitment technique, this is crazy. It's
0: insane. (sighs) Because you'd think that in the age of the internet and like, you know, whatever, it would be. Because at least
1: that was pretty straightforward, you know? It's like, oh, we are going to brainwash you, and the way we're going to do that is feed you. And give you a place to stay, Mm -hmm. and that, and like you know, like it's it's pretty straightforward. And I think
0: in that in that in that situation, it's not even it might not even be that you're being brainwashed so much as you just feel grateful. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it might not even be that you're convinced of whatever it is, but you're so grateful that you're doing this out of like gratitude. Well, that's
1: that's a lot of gratitude. If you know, you're gonna be killing people when you're 14, and that's a whole lot of gratitude. But, um, like, it, at least it's, you know, like, the, it's the old school method, quote unquote. But this whole, like, recruiting on Twitter and preying mm-hmm. on people,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and a lot of them are, you know, educated, and they come from upper and middle class families. And I don't understand people's motivation. It's, I do not get it. It's
0: scary. It is. It's, it's terrifying.
1: Ah, <sighs> I'm like really heavy-hearted right now. I know it was
0: um, let's not talk about this anymore. okay what is, uh, did, I actually I want to'll just ask a question to our listeners mm-hmm. if you read the article you know what were some of your takeaways from the article how did you feel reading it you know who do you think is responsible if any if anyone um, at the end of the day I think these I think I hold the people who go responsible. Like, mm-hmm. they are primarily responsible for what they do yeah. because it's their actions. Um, but I think that other people, you know, other factors are involved. But I want to know people's opinion on this. If you read it, if you didn't read it, we'll tweet it out so that you can read it. Yep. Um, but let us know. Let us know what you think. Indeed. Okay, moving on. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, please. That was a lot. That was a lot to take in.
0: All right, um moving on to not less trashy but less heavy material but at least funnier yeah well i guess if
1: you there is some humor in it i mean honestly it was so bad that i was laughing for like five minutes like this could not be real is this what? Is this a joke? You know that what? emoji
0: with the like the straight line for a mouth? Yeah, that was my face <laughs> the entire time watching it. Yeah, okay. like, that was my face. Like no, Th- this is so. All right, um, to let you guys in, so it's not just like a private conversation. <laughs> uh, there has been an ad that has surfaced on social media that originates in China. It is a laundry detergent ad where uh, this uh, pretty young woman um, is about to do her laundry. She is approached by a a black man.
1: A black man?
0: Yes, a black man. A negro. A negro. A a man of African descent, um, (laughs) who is visibly black. Uh, Mm -hmm. He comes into the room and he approaches her, all sexy-like. They're about to kiss or it looks like they're about to kiss, and then she grabs him and puts the laundry detergent pellet thing in his mouth, shoves him in a washing machine, sits on top of the washing machine. The washing machine does this thing, ding, she gets up, she opens the washing machine, and out comes this pale-faced, (sighs) moon-shining, Asian man. Um, and she looks visibly happy. And Done. Then it's, exit stage left. <laughs> right. <exit. laughs> End of commercial. Please buy <sighs> our detergent. It will get your things white or clean or clean. Whatever. And I'm just like, uh, I'm sorry, what now? Like, there. did I just watch that? But also, I'm not surprised because Asian media is incredibly racist and. You know, they are very into all things pale. But I like, feel like they pale. don't
1: know it. Like, they're not aware of their I agree. racism because there are virtually no black people in yes. China to say, like, to Yo, be like, what are, listen, no, we're not, this not is not wrong. Cool, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and I, you know, I have like firsthand experience of this. Living in China, you, you're mad because you constantly get approached with some amazing like the most creative (laughs) the most original like (laughs) incidences of racism where you're like wait what how do you think (laughs) this way but then you like at the same time you can't get mad because you know that this person has never been exposed to a black person in the flesh ever and their tv is very regulated in china like there are no um there are no international channels. There are no non-Chinese channels. Okay. So everything is, everything is all Chinese all the time. <laughs> That's it. So you, you have no exposure to the outside world. So you yeah. can't blame them for being so ignorant. But at the same time, you're like, dude, like, there are some basics of, like, human biology that, like, you should not question yeah. because I'm black. Like, <clears throat> so I used to live in China. I lived in China for a year. And Omi was with me. and then a boy came to visit and a boy is a you know my mother and i are kind of slight in our build Mm -hmm. and a boy is like this tall person you know he's pretty big um especially by chinese standards oh yeah definitely so we go to i mean a boy has a lot of stories of like you know, him walking around, like, trying to buy pants and, like, being laughed out of the store, literally laughed out of the store, <laughs> or, like, trying to buy shoes and being laughed out of the store, like, tears like oh, okay. streaming down the salesman's face. Like, oh. why would you think that we have your size, like, that, that oh. level of, like, I mean, was so that anyway, the story that I love is <clears throat> my dad loves getting foot massages, and in China, foot massages are very um, affordable, mm-hmm. and there's, like, a foot massage parlor on every street corner. So there was one across the street from our building where we lived, <clears throat> and a boy goes out for his daily walk, and then he's like, we got to go get a foot massage. And Omi is not into, like, physical contact all like that. I feel so. Her. So she's like, nah, I'm good. But he, like, convinces her. So I'm like, I'll go with you. I'll make sure we'll get, like, a lady, do your that whatever again. So I go with them to translate. <clears throat> we go to the foot, the foot massage parlor, and I'm like, you know they both like to get massages we go in the room and a man and a woman come in right <clears throat> to okay. give the to administer the massage okay. the man goes onto a buoy and the woman i'm
1: so scared of the
0: outcome of <laughs> handles me, so they're sitting there and they don't know that i speak chinese um so you know oh damn yeah <laughs> so, it was
1: an inc- incognito oh moment. yeah it's a
0: very incognito moment Um, so the guy is, like, shocked, right? A boy, (laughs) like, takes off his shoes, (laughs) takes off his socks. Dude's face, like, is priceless, the look on his face, because he's just, like, in shock. Oh, my God. Like, how are these human feet? Like, why are they so big? Like, he's just, (laughs) like, his mouth dropped open, and, like, flies came out. Like, that's how shocked he was. I mean, so they're sitting there, and they're doing their thing. Okay. And a boy has a scar that goes all the way down his shin from like an accident he had years ago. And the scar is pretty, it's, you know, it's pretty gruesome. Okay. Anyway, so he's, the guy is looking at a boy's scar and he's looking at Umi's legs, like the Umi's shins, and he's looking at a boy's shins. Mm-hmm. And he, then he looks at Umi again and he looks at a boy. And I'm just watching him. And he turns to his, you know, colleague mm-hmm. and he goes, how come he has a scar but she doesn't? Oh, and the girl is like, "What? Because they're two separate people. Like, I don't. Want, what? What are you? What are you doing?" And so then he's like, "Okay, but why is he so big and why is she so small?"
1: Again, and she's because like,
0: she so just doesn't like people. even respond to him. Um, so then he, you know, like goes silent for a while. He's like pretty kidda, introspective, and then he opens his mouth and he says, "So." Do you think they bleed the same blood as us? Or do you think their blood is black like them? At which point, I could no longer contain myself, and I (laughs) bust out laughing, like tears streaming down my face. And the woman looked like she just wanted the earth to open up and swallow her home. (laughs) She looked so embarrassed. She's like, oh, my God, did you understand what he said? And I was like, "Yeah." And she's like, I am so sorry. I don't even know what to say. My bad. She was she's like going, and I'm like, it's fine, oh, it's yeah, fine. And so I answer him. I'm like, no, you know, your blood is red, right? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, so it's ours. He's like, oh, my God, really? She starts asking all these questions, like, you know why is your skin so dark what's up with his foot like why is his leg oh. this way and I'm like you know it's a scar he had an accident he's like oh that's why she doesn't have one I was like yeah and so then he's like wait so he's your dad and I'm like yeah and mm. she's your mom yeah but why are you so small if he's oh, your dad and I was like well you know genetics <laughs> and things <laughs> I don't like it was the most surreal conversation I've ever biology had biology in China but it's, it like, oh, but it's also like this is too much like it's also the most honest honestly ignorant conversation I've ever had like where you just can't get mad because the person there's no like mm-hmm. it's not it, there's no malicious intent it's just this person really does not yeah. know in yeah like cannot comprehend yeah. that like You could look different and be different and still be human. Like, how are you not an alien? And I I couldn't get mad at that. Like, as upsetting as it is and as insulting and dehumanizing as it is, you can't get mad because they're like,
1: how is he supposed to... That's how I felt about the ad, though. I was like, holy shit. And then I was like, oh, it's Chinese. Right, which is why... Oh, they don't know. (laughs) Yeah, which
0: is why I blame... The black man who agreed to be in this ad. like, how are you? Yeah are you can limit that to I told for you cash?
1: I told you on Twitter he must have been really pressed for cash. Girl. Man modeling in China for a black man cannot be easy. Like homeboy has got to pay his bills. Come on And he's got to do what he's got to do. I cannot blame him. A limit for I'm sorry,
0: I cannot blame the black man.: I do fully. I can't there's a limit to what you're look. All right, let me tell you another story. So while I was in China, <clears throat> I'm doing this language program, mm-hmm. and so this TV station is trying to do a thing, a little spot on like um, ch- Chinese people who marry outside of their race or outside of their nationality. Okay. And so the spot was that this dude, or it's not, I don't even—it's not even a spot. I don't know what to call it. It's like a, it's like a PSA, but like not really. I I don't All know what right. to call it. Anyway. So this, the guy is, the the concept is that this man marries uh, a woman who is not Chinese, non-Chinese woman, marries a black woman. He brings her home, and his mother freaks mm. out, right? And she's mm-hmm. like, no, I don't accept it. I mean, at the end of it, it's supposed to be, like, to show you that, you know, you shouldn't discriminate, and it's okay, it's Tolerant, and all of that. And whatever. Yeah, okay. So they contacted my school to find a person of non Chinese descent to do this. <laughs> and, in, you know, well, if in it comes was the black girl. Sarah. Right. So, uh, being the only, I think I was, yeah, the only black person in the program, mm-hmm. they contacted me. And so I ended up doing it. And it was very uncomfortable. In, okay. Just really uncomfortable to do. But it was, but ultimately I'm like, all right, this is for a good cause, I guess. So let me just, like, grit my teeth through it. And it wasn't bad in the sense of, like, this ad where, like, I'm actively, yeah, you know, where, like, I'm actively being erased, literally being erased. I wasn't. Yeah, it was yeah, actually it. quite the opposite where it's, like, these people are normal, just like us, you know? like
1: <laughs> But I'm, I'm just saying. You know, saying. In,
0: in a twisted, horrible way, but it had good intentions. But this ad, like, there has to be a, a, a line that you you put for yourself where you're, like, I'm not going to cross this line.
1: I'm not going to do this because this is too much. I'm just much. saying, I'm, I refuse to judge this man because I tend to never judge how people make their money. And if this is really how he makes his living, like, you know, starring in ads and modeling or whatever, then, like, especially if you're working in Asia, there's only so much you can do.
0: I just want to know so, how he felt about it. Did they tell him before it happened or did they tell him that he was just going to go in the washing machine and that was it? And then they sent him home
1: and then they brought the Chinese guy out to like finish it. I mean, I end. don't know. It it could have gone a million ways. Like maybe he knew exactly what it was going to be. Maybe he just signed a contract to like, you know, be in an ad right. and he knew it was going to be about detergent. Oh. And then he came the day of and they're like, Oh, so this is the, the, the storyboard and the script. And he's like, Oh, well, okay, I have rent to pay, so sure. Um, I just, like, I I understand that from his perspective, I think he must have also thought, oh, well, it's China. Like, they don't know. They don't mean it like that. It's fine. Like, maybe he wouldn't do it if it was, if it were anywhere else, but it it was painful
0: Um, (laughs) that's the bottom line it was painful to watch it was it was was bad it was bad it was really bad i'm not gonna lie it it was was the worst i think like literally the worst (laughs) thing that you could do
1: (laughs) it was i i told you i laughed because i was like this can't be real. Like, this cannot be happening right now.
0: Equally as bad, although polar opposite to that, was this Italian ad that... No, um, oh, I
1: haven't seen that one.
0: As an ad on Twitter, uh, shout out to him for sharing just, like, the most painful material for, <laughs> like for me to see. Sharon, an Italian ad where it's actually the exact opposite, but equally okay. dehumanizing, like equally objectifying, where it's this okay. like spindly Italian man, he's balding, whatever, unattractive. He's in like tidy whiteies, and he comes into this room where the woman is, and he's like got this dumb smile on his face. The woman pushes him into the washing machine, <clears throat> and the washing machine does this thing. <laughs> She opens the washing machine and out comes this like big muscular Mandingo style black man. Oh hell no.
1: Oh hell. The
0: ad is for laundry detergent. No ma'am. But for like specifically for color, you know, for color laundry. And it's like, you know, get whatever, color is the way to go. And I'm just like, no sir. Oh my god. Like bruh. (laughs) Yeah. How is this equally bad? How is this just as bad? How do you fail like this in this manner?
1: But I am not surprised because the essence of blackness in this world is that it's either you know, like dirty and bad and unworthy or it's fetishized. Right. Or it's like hypersexual. That is pretty much it. Yeah. I just can't. I d- I
0: wanted, yeah, I know, honestly, I know. There is nowhere on the planet where blackness is okay. Not even in Africa. I don't understand. Yeah, definitely not. In Lord above.
1: Uh, um, but yeah. Um, Italians have a reputation of being very, very racist. Yes. And they don't even have the same excuse as Chinese people because they know black people. They have colonized black people. So, I mean... Have you watched... Um, I got
0: nothing for you. Sorry, not to cut you off. But have you watched um, a series called uh, Strolling? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Made yeah. by a British
1: filmmaker...
0: She Uh, was my shout-out,
1: like, maybe three, four weeks ago, yeah.
0: Oh, she was your shout-out, that's true. Yeah, with Cecilia A few weeks ago. Yes. She did one in Italy with two black women talking about what it is to be, you know, Mm Afro-Italian. And it's like, they're completely...
1: (laughs) But they don't count at all. Yeah. And they were saying that even for citizenship... um, If you come from a family of immigrants, even if you're born in Italy and spend your whole life in Italy, you can Mm -hmm. only apply for citizenship when you're 18 or something ridiculous like that. Like you don't get it by birth, which I think is
0: hilarious. Really rigorous requirements for how you can become an Italian citizen, which is insane to me. Like, uh, it was just really painful because it's one of the places where like i think i didn't expect it to be that bad but it was and then it just blew my mind um i think we'll actually share that episode of strolling series where they talk about you know these two girls are talking about their experience um because it's good but anyway to get back to the original subject uh, those ads are trash and <laughs> they're complete <It's> equally trash <laughs> they were just honest. this painful painful things do you think we're overreacting because i feel i also saw a lot of people commenting on commenting on this ad in several ways either why do you care it's like not even a big deal like
1: blah blah, blah. i'm gonna say no i <laughs> on the overreacting or i am this- going to say no I do not think I am overreacting. I think, but, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you're just, everybody makes a big deal about everything. Uh, um, and you know what? A friend of mine made a very good point. He's, he's usually not sensitive at all, like, towards these things, which I know I am. But he's, like, very detached and very blasé, and he's very hard to offend. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know what? I think maybe if the ad had been for Bleach... I would find it slightly understandable because it's like, oh, you have color and right. then you bleach it off right. and then he's Asian. Oh, okay. But he's like, the fact that it's, it's detergent, so it's like, detergent. oh, he's dirty and you're cleaning him. Yeah. And he was like, no. Even he, yeah, who's like very relaxed about this whole like racism thing, he was like, No, no, <laughs> not okay. It's,
0: it's, it's just it's bad. Like you can't see it. You can't watch that ad and be like Huh. Like, there's no way for you to not see how bad it is. No way whatsoever. And my problem isn't necessarily with the people who are like, oh, are you making a big deal? Whatever, it doesn't matter. Mm But I think my issue is more with the people who, in an attempt to show their outrage at the ad, Mm -hmm. then become bigoted and prejudiced towards Asians. And this is definitely his community Sudanese. Because I saw Sudanese people sharing this ad. And the comments were like, oh 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 And God. I'm like, oh. Well, God. God. So see and how that goes. Yeah, <laughs> like, know? see how that balances <laughs> yeah. out. Like, how are you missing the point? How are you just as bad? Like, I don't. Stop. Just rewind. Start over. No. Oh, everybody's trash everybody's bully trash
1: can even get mad everyone, everybody's everyone. trash everyone <laughs> <laughs> everyone's trash um, I'm done I don't know about you but I'm, I'm done I'm incredibly okay, done good alright moving
0: on to Yes there Man this week I guess we don't have any Yes There's okay because but you have two Yes Mans right I do have two yes ma'ams. If you guys have any topics that you want to discuss, any yes sir, yes ma'ams that you want us to shout out.
1: Please shout them especially out.
0: Especially those of Sudanese origin, because Sudanese excellence is important to us. Please shout them out. So you can NSNM podcast us on Twitter, or you can email us at no at gmail.com. My um, first yes ma'am for this week is um, a young lady <clears throat> by the name of Imtithal Muhammad, who is also known as Emi Muhammad. She is a Sudanese young lady, originally from Darfur. She moved to the States in, I think, uh, the early 90s, uh, mm-hmm. in 1993. And she is now a graduating senior at Yale. Or I think she graduated. Oh, get it, girl. Actually. And uh, she is also the World Slam Poetry winner. Um, oh,
1: yay!
0: Yeah, she's amazing. She's an amazing young lady. She writes beautiful poetry. She is Sudanese excellence.
1: Um, amazing. I need to check her
0: out. Yes, ma'am, to Emmy Muhammad. <clears throat> My other yes, ma'am, for this week is in the comedy world. <laughs> okay. Her name is Maha Jafar, and she rose to fame with a video where she... I think she did it on Snapchat, but I saw it on Facebook and I saw it on Twitter, okay. where she does like different Arabic, different Arabic accents, and she does every like almost every single, Arab speaking country except for I think um, like, that should be funny. I don't think she did like Tunisia or Maghreb, but she but she did like all the Gulf, uh, Iraq, Syria, okay. al-Urdun. Uh, and him she's amazing at accents absolutely amazing like nails every single one okay. to the point where people thought that she was like I thought she was Khaligia. from every one of these countries <laughs> okay. yeah I thought she was Khaligia. other people thought she was Arab because she looks she's light-skinned she looks she looks Arab but she also does mm-hmm. these accents so so well and I just found out like last week, that or in the beginning of this week, that she's actually a Sudanese. Um, oh, okay. And uh, you can follow her on Snapchat. Her Snapchat is maha-aj. Um, and she recently did a video with N2O Comedy, which is, I think, a, a oh. Khadiji... Like famous YouTube channel, okay, um, where she does like a couple of videos. One she did about like the hipo- women's hypocrisy or like the hypocrisy of girls, and she did another one about driving. Um, there's another video that's floating around the internet of her <laughs> going on a rant while she drives, and it's actually. Really, really amazing. Oh, no. The the one she did with N2O Comedy is about being in cabs in different Arab countries. Oh, okay. Like, different cab drivers oh, in that, different Arab countries. And, that sounds so Which is funny. really funny. And then um, her little rant about driving, like, while she's driving is hilarious. So follow her. We'll share her stuff. We'll share some of her videos on Twitter.
1: Cool. Um, yes, so ma'am. very
0: funny. Yes, ma'am.
1: All right. Anything else? Any... Piece of advice, words of wisdom? Girl,
0: no. Please stop hating black people. That's my (laughs) advice for this week.
1: Please stop hating us. Like, we are not
0: that bad. We are not dirty. We're not. We're not. Black people are lit. We're not, you know, there to be your props. We are real human
1: beings with feelings. All right. (laughs) That's that's it for me. I have nothing to add to that. Oh, I I binge watched a show two days ago. Um, it's called States of Undress. Uh, it's a okay. Vice. Why does that sound weird? It's a your... Vice produced um, six part docu series. Okay. Um, it's hosted by a girl called Haley Gates, whom I really dislike. She used to be a model, and now she's like a writer, and like doing other stuff. Um, I really dislike her, but the show is actually pretty good. It, um, so what she does is she travels to different countries and Mm -hmm. explores the fashion of every specific country and like the culture that comes with it and how it influences or is influenced by, you know, like social, um, issues and whatnot. Um, all the episodes are not that good. Like I hated the <laughs> first one. It was in Pakistan. Okay. It was really bad. Right. It was it was too much. It was so like tone deaf and it fell flat. And I was like, okay, girl, no. Yeah. And then I give I gave it a chance because episode two was Congo. Oh. And that was nice. lit. Nice. Yeah. Like she um, she went to Kinshasa Fashion Week. Um, hung out with some local designers uh, she hung out with like a really famous um, dancer called Chicken Thighs called what? <laughs> Chicken Thighs okay. Truist de poulet okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. um, and she hung out with all the sapeurs you know the guys like the neo-colonialist the daily, dandy yeah. kind oh, of guys so, like the yeah the three piece suits and the hats and all of that Um, She also hung out with something called Eco uh, Sapeur, so they make their own clothes from stuff that they just find around, like, laying around the street and, like,
0: um,
1: vegetation and all of that. Um, So that one was really interesting. My favorite one, though, was Palestine. Oh, wow. And the thing is, I was expecting to hate it because I was like, oh, my God, like, there's so many ways this could go wrong. And it was actually really good. Cool. And um, like, I'll let you watch it, but it's really, really good. It's not um, like they don't, it, it's not about how do I say this? The politics. It, well, it kind of is because like you can't go to a place like that and not explore the politics. Right. But, um, like they they're not trying to exploit people's misery or whatever. Mm-hmm. It actually shows um, like a face of resilience, mm. in spite of everything that's happening, because you see, like even the host with her American passport, she struggles so much with all like the checkpoints and the curfews and where you can and can't go mm-hmm. and being rejected at the border and all of that. Um, but mm-hmm. she meets really interesting people who continue to live and make fashion and present fashion shows. Wow, um, that's awesome. Yeah, she hung out with a Palestinian girl who studied in the U.S., who has an American passport, and who decided to go back to her country to start, like, a lingerie business. Wow. Um, she. This was on the left bank, and then she went to Gaza, Mm-hmm. And she hung out with a young girl who's like maybe sixteen or seventeen, who's completely hijab and who's like a badass surfer. It oh was my just, God. That's it awesome. was it was good. Honestly, it was my favorite episode. So check it out. States of Undress. Nice.
0: All right, uh, I binge watched Orphan Black, which is not nearly as deep, um, <laughs> okay. but is nonetheless
1: a good Do show. You- do you watch Game of Thrones? Are you up to date?
0: Yes, I am up to date on Game of Thrones. Please don't remind me because I might cry. <laughs> <Okay. sighs> I'll, I'll just be quiet then. Um, I just... feel. Let me deal. say one thing about Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. They, I knew what was going to happen because stupid spoilers because people on Twitter are disrespectful. People
1: on Twitter, um, I hate you all.
0: Yeah, uh, special shout out
1: mind. to Sadig though, because he's the one who ruined it for me. Well, I was doing such a good job trying to avoid um, all the spoilers, and then he had like a really huge tweet in all caps. It was like, hold the door, hold the door, hold door, hold the door. I'm uh, like,
0: what? Oh, I know who. Okay. Ru- no, actually, he didn't ruin it for me, but he started it. Uh, shout out to Muhammad Khalifa mm-hmm. for tweeting that like, tweeting a similar tweet to what Sadiq did. Okay. And I looked at it, and I was like, I don't, is this, okay. I didn't pay attention to it, and then later, somebody else tweeted something, and I was like, come on, come on, you guys. Oh, I got down. But even that did not soften the
1: blow of Oh, that no, episode. it didn't, definitely. I was just sitting there for, like, 40 minutes just waiting for this whole door thing to happen.
0: I couldn't, no, I wasn't. I mean, I was like, okay, it's gonna happen. And then, but all of it together made me so sad and like to the point where oh, I wanted to cry really? but I was so traumatized I couldn't cry like I was just for like literally two days I just could there was guy the kid like please please take this feeling away from me lord I can't I don't want to feel this anymore why do they do okay. this to us like
1: <laughs> people are trash. Oh, you've been saying it for weeks. trash. You're all trash.
0: Alright, well, that's about it. That's it for us. Uh, see you guys next week. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye.